What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. It is myself and Greg Piatelli breaking down a bunch of news in the sports world. Golf is back, and we are breaking down the Charles Schwab Challenge. Basketball is coming back. I broke it down last week, but Greg gives his thoughts. We talk about the ever-evolving situation in Major League Baseball, and we talk a lot about the MLS is back cup. That is right. Major League Soccer's tournament that they've announced. We compare that to what hockey's announced, to what basketball's announced. This one was a lot of fun to record, and I cannot wait to hear what you guys think. As always, though, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG is the handle there. Follow us on Instagram, Thunderblog Sports is the handle there. Join our Facebook group, search the Bullpen Cart Podcast. Be a part of the conversation, but let us know what you think in the show notes and enjoy the episode. Here we go. Welcome to this episode of the podcast here on the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me is my man, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Greg Piatelli. How are you, my friend? Bringing the energy, Jordy, on a, on a late start. I love it. Uh, Jordy and I are promising with no real direction we're going to make this the shortest pod we ever, we've ever done together, so... It'll be just shy of four hours and the shortest one we've ever done. <laughs> I was about to say, that's a pretty high bar to uh, come under. <laughs> but you're right. So this is, I think we're calling it the June grab bag. We have a number of different things that we're just going to talk about. We have golf coming back. We have the MLS tournament, which is a hint of what it's actually called. Craig doesn't know, so I'm going to tell him. Everybody seems to be going to Disney World. The MLB, nothing much has changed, but... There have been different proposals, and we can try to figure out some stuff, and a lot of other things, too, but Greg, where do you want to start? Soccer, Disney World, golf? Do you want to give your thoughts on the NBA? I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like golf, Disney World, and MLS go hand in hand since it's all happening in Disney. Well, well, the golf is, is not starting in Disney Sorry, World. Sorry, soccer, soccer yeah. and basketball. All right, so you want to... So, I talked about the, the NBA last week. Their plan to return... They've given out tentative dates, more static dates in the NHL. The NHL's doing their phases. They officially st- the NHL officially started phase two. But what are your thoughts on the NBA coming back and, and how they're doing it? So it sounds like they're not really, like, someone also said they're not drug testing. There's a whole bunch of things they're not doing. I mean, I'm excited the NBA has a plan in place and, and they have they have dates, right? Uh, they yeah. So July thirty first is when things officially get underway. They have pretty much they have a start and an end pretty much in place. And when they want to try to get the the an emphasis on try because of the second spike or the potential second spike for COVID uh, for the the two thousand twenty two thousand twenty one season to start. So they have the they have the the pipes in place. They just don't they haven't hammered everything in. And they're the only ones with the date in place. So. Yes. Uh, that's a good sign, and that's exciting and good for them because they're, they're the ones who put it on paper. No one else is even 
no one else is, everyone else is afraid to uh with except for the nfl who seems to just business as usual i guess um but no i just think that the it's exciting the nba is is it's good that they're back it's good that they're have a plan in place and the 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 thing that's still going to get me are they running it like they do their vegas summer thing with like games at 9 a.m and and like i don't know how many courts are at the worldwide world whatever wild world of sports disney or whatever but um i'm just i I, you're gonna get i could see lebron complaining after they lose game seven of of whatever round oh it's hard to play at 10 a.m when we're used to playing at 10 p.m because of west coast time you know it's just like that bullshit that i could see yeah ron because he's the biggest excuse guy on the planet uh you know so it's funny you mentioned they're the only one with with that in place the mls we're going to talk about their whole thing they've actually come out with specifics in terms of just a time frame of how they're doing everything uh we're going to talk about that in a minute but they have also talked about their idea of when their games are going to get played and how they want more of the higher profile games to be played during prime time. I think the NBA, the idea is, is that they change courts so that the, you know, there's more time to, to scrub down everything. But that's a really good point of whether or not, you know, where teams, where teams end up getting to play. But I don't know. I, I don't think that if you're doing something, you've been to the wild world of sports. I have not, but I don't, I figure they they'd have to find some way to get, to get this thing done where you, figure out a way to get it in either the afternoon, the evening, the later evening, and then nighttime, almost college basketball-like schedules for it without the, you know, the early afternoon, mid-afternoon time slots. Yeah, and the, there's a million and one fields at the Wild World of Sports, so, like, soccer will be easier to, to plan out and manage and maneuver, because you could have everyone playing at the same time sure uh sounds fans and you know i'm sure you whatever television blah 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 so french of you sans fans yes uh i don't i've never been there for basketball so i don't know how many courts they have but that would be the thing that is interesting to me and, and another thing is the nba has it in their contracts that the players and the teams have to stay at a five-star hotel within the city or, or close to the to yeah the they have they have a courts. lot of player friendly notes like they they can take days off to go to restaurants to go to golf to go play golf and golf is a word specifically pointed out which i thought was really interesting but my but my point is that like unless they stay at like i don't know does disney have a lot of five-star places that that they're just going to shut down and and is all are all 32 teams staying and and the executives staying at like you know are the executives and, and ball boys and all these players staying in the same two hotels or is it, you know, cause you're not really doing a good job of social distancing if that's the case. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, is it just the reverse of oceans 13 that, that Disney has a bunch of dudes bribing somebody to give them the five-star rating? Yeah. Well, so like they're, they're, they're like sports complex where they put high school teams that go down there for their spring training, quote unquote. But <laughs> it's like a, it's, it's it's like a two-story i don't want to say motel because that will reduce 
how you know the nice. No, I know what you're talking about. I the, the, one of like the like yeah. I stayed at the French Quarter when I went to Disney World in high school, um, like one of those types of things. Yeah, and it's it's very much it's structured like a hotel a motel in terms of like it overlooks. Whatever, yeah, it overlooks like yeah, it's two stories. It overlooks and, like courtyards, yeah. pools, all that so, stuff. So yeah. like, is is it gonna and there's like a big cafeteria and blah blah blah. So it's like, are the players and people gonna stay there? No. So realistically, you know, they're gonna be at a five star place and and I don't know, is everyone gonna be in the same two two to three Disney hotels? Um, sorry, there's a crazy firework just went off right outside my window. What's up um, with fireworks when we podcast? This happened two weeks ago. <laughs> I don't know. People, people are celebrating. Them. They they know we're talking. People, yes, that's exactly it. They yeah. know they're they're strapping in for a long one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's that's the to me that would uh that would be the the crazy part of of. Are you happy? NBA, Do you like NBA the format? Do you think they should have done a a more unique thing like the NHL? No, I think this is perfect because the NHL was basically done with their season. The NBA was nowhere close to being done. So the NBA very much so um, needed to get some games in, needed to to sort of rank things, I think. Um, Are you worried about how the Western Conference has more teams in the East? And the reason I'm asking that is that they're playing eight games. There are nine teams in the East, so they can all just play each other. The West, like, someone's going to get screwed and have to play the Lakers and Clippers while someone else doesn't have to. I thought they were just going to, like, have all the teams play everybody. I didn't realize they were doing East-West. I thought the whole idea was that they were going to flirt with, like, the, no, t- it's, whatever, it's, it's the still... top eight teams regardless of – or the top 16 teams regardless of conference were making it. No, so it's top eight in each conference. And if the ninth-place team is within th- – I think it's within f- either three or four games. I f- would need to double-check this. But if they're within that parameter – then they play a makeshift three-game series. And the reason why I say makeshift is because if the eight seed wins just one game, they win the series. But if the nine seed wins the first two games, because, again, if they lose a game, they're out. But if they win the first two games, then they win the series in the mm. East or West. No, that's so there's not So there's nine teams in the East. There's, uh, what is it, 22? So there's way more teams in the West. Um, thirteen teams. Wow, math major here. Um, so that so, you're, the, you're the math guy. That's not good. Yeah. So, but in theory, you would just think the East teams all play each other because that's how they're putting them into the playoffs. It'd be dumb to have like because and I threw this out last week. It'd be dumb to have the Sixers or the Celtics have to go play a Western Conference team because the Sixers and the Celtics finished their regular season in the you know before COVID. Um, that that would just be stupid. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, I think it's the best they could have done with what they have. And, and, you know, they can't necessarily change the structure of things without getting approved from the owners and the players and sure. the, all these I would have liked things. the World so Cup th- format. I thought that would have been cool. Yeah, but at the same time, you can't, again, especially nowadays with, you know, unions and, I guess even back then, but everyone, everyone does say player player unions are not. New. I was gonna say they're they're, prote- <laughs> they're they're saying is that they're protected, right? They're protected yeah. from all these things for reasons. So, um, I think that they did. It might. I mean, it might be one of the better play or whatever format things. It could it could end up being a disaster because if they don't figure out the 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 
playing at 11 a.m. and all that nonsense. Um, figuring that out first, I think, is important. But yeah, I think it's good. And and where are they staying? And are they really social distancing if they're all in the same two to three hotels? And like you said, that's 22 teams with with uh, everyone's got what 12 guys on their roster plus probably seven coaches and five ball boys. So and then not not even counting the executives. That's a lot of. Do you think there's going to be some of sort people. of like some sort of black ace like there is in hockey, like have guys that are just ready to roll that are from like a G league team or so, or a free agent or something. Yeah. I feel like you have to player safety being what it is today. And, and like you said, with players already uh, potentially talking about skipping just because of the state of the world right now, I think you have to allow people, let's say 15 instead of 12 or whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that so I'm glad I got your thoughts on the NBA. We mentioned MLS and Greg MLS is back. <laughs> That's the name of the tournament. The MLS is back tournament. That's the name of the tournament, not the 2020 not MLS is back oh, tournament. God. Well, so we mentioned World Cup style and that's exactly what Major League Soccer is doing. Yes, yeah, so explain this to me. Every single team in the MLS so every single team in Major League Soccer is going to be tomorrow is going to be drawn into six different groups. Mm-hmm. What they did was Major League Soccer normally has thirteen teams in the Eastern Conference, thirteen teams in the West, twenty six teams total. But so that there was an even number of teams to to pull from a pot, they moved the new Nashville SC from the Western Conference to the East. And what they're going to do is draw them into different groups like they do the World Cup. It's going to be drawn tomorrow. The only team that knows what group they're in is Orlando City SC because they're the de facto host because it's at the, the – is it Wide World of Sports or the Wild World of Sports? Disney's Disney's Wide World of Sports. Wide? Like Wide yeah. – okay. Um, wide World Open. Um, like Vast. Vast, Okay. It could be the wild world of sports. That could be a, something crazy Disney set, thinks of. Uh, um, if only there's this thing that we could like. Yeah, yeah. I just saw it on Wikipedia, so we need whatever. I can embarrass myself. Anyway, so how it works is is that the Eastern Conference is going to have three groups. One group is going to be of six teams. The other two are going to be of four teams. The West, all three groups are of four teams. And like in the regular World Cup, both men's and women's, those teams are each going to play each other in a round robin. The top two teams automatically advance. They get into the, the knockout stage, the round of 16. And then the four best third place teams get to also partake in the knockout round. I believe the Women's World Cup does something similar to this because they don't have eight groups like the Men's World Cup. Um, they only have six, so... If you need a, a reference of it, look at last year's World Cup standings, Wikipedia 2019 Women's World Cup, and see how that third place stuff happened. But then they go into a knockout stage where it's just one game, and you know you you play, you play, you play until there's a team left. Without putting you on the spot, how, like how far into the season for the MLS was there? Oh, I do know this because we after we talked about it with with Ryan White about the EPL. I looked this up. They were only two weeks into the season. 
Okay. Because I was going to say, I feel like it would be unfair if they got three-fourths of the way through and, and you know, the number one seed is in the same group with number one, two, and th- or three, four, five. You know yeah, that'd, I mean? be, like, that'd be pretty crazy. So, so I'm glad there's only two weeks in, so no one really – there was no – I'm sure people knew on paper, but there was no um, actual evidence as to who was best and all that stuff. And I'm excited. I mean, not that I'm not that I'll watch, but um, just because. Oh, so Greg, what MLS is also going to do? Because what I was going to bring up is the fact that the winner of this tournament gets to gets a qualification to the 2021 Concacaf Champions League. Yeah. Did you know that that North America had its own Champions League? Yeah, and I feel like the MLS sends. I feel like MLS sends a, sends a couple teams there. I feel like so, one of, I feel like the I feel like one of the teams won it or was in the finals a couple years ago. So it's yeah, they were in the finals. An America, a MLS team, and I was I needed to correct myself because I'll explain it in a second. MLS team has not won since like two thousand eight or something, but so they send a number of teams. But the MLS, interestingly enough, despite being a two-country league, having teams in Canada, the teams that qualify out of MLS to go to the CONCACAF Champions League can only be United States-based teams. If Toronto FC or the Vancouver Whitecaps or the Montreal Impact win the MLS Cup, they do not get a berth. They have to win a side tournament that Canada does called the Canadian championship to qualify for the champions league. Wild. Yeah. Crazy stuff. And that's like, it's like when you go to the Olympics and you see that they don't have, they, instead of having England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland, they just have a UK team. That's I think part of why now there is the, the full women's rosters are in, are in that are in the Olympics. But I think that's part of why that and the Euro cup are both, this, that's the same year as the Summer Olympics, but I think that's part of why the full men's rosters don't go to the Olympics. Right. If any soccer listeners that, that jumped on from our Learn Soccer podcast, please correct me. I think, I think, Olympics, I think for Olympic soccer, for men, you're supposed to be under... It's I think U- you have to be... It's U23 team. Yeah, I think you have to be under a certain age. I, I looked this up in like 2016 or something. It's like the, U, it's like the U26 team or U23 yeah. team. And again, I didn't mean to say I'm not going to watch, but I feel like I haven't watched Revolution in forever. And well, and Greg, I I didn't even know that half these teams existed. They're the first team back. They're the first league back. Their match dates start in less than a month, July eighth. Wow. Yeah, you would think soccer. You'd think soccer players need a long time to get into shape for how much they run. Well, Greg. As someone who ran outside during COVID, you can run outside. I don't. I don't believe it. I, I know it's a, it's a wild thought. Um, final day of matches, my thirtieth birthday. Shout out my thirtieth birthday. That might get canceled. Um, anyway, your thirtieth birthday is going to get canceled. Well, I can't. Maybe we do his virtual Zoom. But you know, Jordan Palooza X was supposed to be a big thing. But the interesting you thing, can't, you can't cancel someone's birthday. Your birthday's still going to happen. My yeah, birthday happened. My birthday happened in the middle of quarantine. All right, all right. If your birthday happened, Greg, then I, I trust my birthday won't get canceled. If your birthday happened, <laughs> the, the, the day is still gonna happen. The, the day is just not gonna the get canceled. Day is gonna pass. Uh, but what what's interesting in pointing that first out? First one, first one to send uh, a DM to the Thunderblog uh, show account with Jordy's correct birthday and time of birth gets free merch. 
time of birth. Uh, my mom does not listen within, to this podcast, within, Greg. Within she, the hour. Within the hour. Within the hour. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, Greg, what's interesting, though, is that the MLS season will resume at some point. They have not announced this. But they will have a regular season and playoffs and will still hand out the MLS Cup at some point in 2020. I don't like that. So what's interesting, and this is like what Adam Silver talked about, about doing a midseason tournament, is that soccer leagues have these championships throughout the year. Um, the FA Cup in Europe, um, El Rey Cup, I think is what it's called in Spain. So they're treating it like that, huh? They have, in the, in the United States, we have the, the U.S. Open of Soccer that is normally a bid to the Champions League as well as winning the MLS Cup. But like... Fucking any team in the U in the U.S. can enter the U.S. Open. So like, sometimes the league right below us, the U.S. A- uh, not the USHL. That's very different. Um, I think it's like USSL. <laughs> um, but sometimes those teams like will be an MLS team because none of them care about it, or some MLS teams will ultimately end up winning it. But like the early rounds, they like don't want to tire out their own players. If you ever played FIFA, you know your your players get very tired. You want to sit them, so you play them against you know one of those. Let's call them AAA teams. We're really using a lot of our vast of our vast sports knowledge, wide wide sports knowledge. Greg, come back around. Wide um, world of sports. Wide world of sports. Uh, sometimes they lose. They get upset in the U.S. Open Cup. So, like, I I don't know if this is a stand-in for it. Apparently, this this bid to the 2021 Champions League would take take the place of the non-supporters shield which is soccer's cha- uh, president's cup to put it in hockey terms um the non-supporters shield other conference winner so if the supporters shield was the western conference regular season champ the eastern conference regular season champ gets the uh normally gets the champions league bid now it's the mls's back cup winner yeah i mean i think we lost a lot of people on this pod already if they're still listening thank you and thanks for making it through the mls well, and if you are a fan then more power to you and congratulations and i'm impressed with you um i will say however i'm excited the sports will be back i'm excited that the mls is deciding to do a world cup format and i think that they probably are the only ones that would and should and could get away with it yeah, I don't know. Going back to the NBA, I think the 22 teams was, was an interesting idea to try to do something like that. I mean, Yeah, you, but think, think about the NBA. Are you going to do one game? Okay, let's say the Lakers lose one game to the New Orleans Pelicans, or let's say they lose one game to the Charlotte Bobcats. No, do Guess it for what? seeding and just do it, that, like, and say to oh, the Lakers, say to the Clippers, it, say to the Bucks, it, not to the Raptors because they don't fucking deserve it. Give it to the Celtics. Give them the top four seeds. Um, I'm sorry, Raptors. I don't think we have any Raptors fans listening. They do deserve it. I'm a little bitter from last year. They're the defending champions. Gave them the fourth seed, the fourth top seed. Um, I just didn't think they were going to do as well as they did. I'm sorry, I was lashing out a little bit, Greg. But they could have done that easily, and then just had some sort of your top eight protected. You're going to get quote unquote home court in the first round, or get a yeah. Bye. But again, but again, like then why even have those teams in the group stage at all? You know, then, then you're going back to what the NHL is doing, and then you're formatting it the same way the NHL is doing, which we already talked about for that full breakdown. You can go to the other pods and listen. But the point is that 
you if you're going to do a World Cup style, you have to do it all in one one seed in 22 seed, no matter what it is. You have to do it all in, and and I think you're if you do it that way. A freak. I mean, it happens in the World Cup all the time. The, sometimes the best team blues and 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 March Madness too, right? It's you get a, on any given day, any given team can do that, and I think that's why they have seven game series so that in the end, oh yeah, talent wins and and the well, cream rises. That's all I meant the about the World Cup this. format is that you do it for the group stage to determine seeding, and then you do uh, fucking series is for the rest of the for the rest of the playoffs. yeah. But then if you draw if you if you draw a bad group or you draw you know what I mean like that's it gets unfair because sure. it's like oh I'm in yeah I may be I may be a five seed but I'm in the same group with the Lakers and the Pelicans and and all these top team and Thunder and all these top teams. Well, that's why you do it like you would pot it by every four teams and just randomize yeah, it that way. Yeah, but you can't do that because the ML, the the World Cup does it like very random and Champions League does it completely random like Yeah, World Cup does it by continent. No. Yeah, they do. I guarantee you they do it by continent. They don't want they don't want the, four European teams in the same continent or the same group. I'm almost positive of how that works. Uh but anyway, we're now really just arguing over fucking minutia. Um I agree it, it's I thought it would have been you take a stab at my whole thought of it. Take a stab at something unique. I understand where you're coming from, and I agree that if you take away the the, the idea of a series, which to reiterate my point in the bonus segment of last week's podcast of the NHL doing seven games for both the first and second round is awesome. The the seven game series is is the best. It's the reason why baseball went from nine to seven. It's why the NBA went from five to seven in its first round. It's the best format to do it. So I'm glad that they're, that they're doing something with that. I just think if you were going to try to do some sort of crazy expansion of playoffs, doing something more unique would have been cool. That's all. That's my whole thesis. Yeah, and again, I think it's cream rises, right? So it's it's that's the whole idea is that you don't get. Yeah, you may get an underdog winning one game, but you want the best team to win, right? You want you want the team that the Sixers beat the fucking 2001 Lakers in one game. That's why it's important to have a seven-game series. Fucking Eric Snow and an aging Dikembe Mutombo, along with Allen Iverson with the most iconic dunking, on or virtu- lit- uh, metaphorical dunking, because it was just a step over. But they won a game over Kobe and Shaq. And then they, well, and look, Kobe well, and Shaq you, showed what happened for the, those you other look, four you, games. You, you look at the... You look at the um... The Bulls doc, right? That team that had ten losses the entire year. They lost to a, to the Cavaliers, who won ten games the whole year, right? Or, in the middle of the season. Or the Warriors, seventy three win Warriors. They lost. Right. They were down three one to the to the Thunder. Right. So that's the and then blew the whole point. Idea is that the whole point. Idea is that you give you give talent a chance to to win. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Next topic, Jordy. All right, you want to you want to talk golf or you want to complain about baseball? You want to be negative or positive first? Mm, let's end on a high note. All right. So, Greg, I gave my thoughts on baseball last week. We can talk about the new uh, proposals in a little bit, but go off, King. So let me hear your thoughts on everything going on. No, I don't need to go off. I just uh, I'm Major League Baseball at a time when their numbers are already declining and, and people are already viewing them as less than and blah, blah, blah. 
now is not the time to just not have a season, right? And very much so, it seems more and more we're going that way because the players, rightfully so, are not willing to budge, and the owners are being greedy, plain and simple. And there, there's a thing today, they explained it earlier, was when the MLB was at its best and the the owners were making more than more money than they were giving out and blah, 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 you know, they're at their height and all these top teams. The players didn't get paid more just because the league was doing well, right? Mm-hmm. So in theory, when the league's doing poorly, that's the gamble you take as an owner. When the league's doing poorly, you still should have to pay your players the amount that you contracted them to pay. So again, because when the league's doing well, the players don't get more, right? It's, it, to me, it's that simple. It, it's It's regardless of whatever's going on you don't pay someone more or less like yes let's say they only pay let's say they only play 80 games instead of 160 you can give them half their salary maybe that's fair sure but to sit here and tell me that you want the players to take a 70% pay cut because there's going to be no fans and they're going to make zero money on 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 games except for TV advertising that is ridiculous to me because to the players, they're doing the same amount of work. They're doing the same amount of training. They're doing the same amount, putting their bodies to the same amount of uh, strain and stress to play a game that realistically they should be paid for their services, regardless of, of the time. And uh, without repeating myself, but if you're not going to get pay them more when it's going well, you can't pay them less when it's going poorly. Oh yeah. No, no I totally agree with you. And I think, the idea of trying to do so what we've seen in the last week is major league baseball the owners have come out with shorter and shorter and shorter seasons to say all right we'll give you your pro rate and everything is equated out to as you alluded greg to being about players making around a third of the amount that they would normally make which to a big name player a guy who has a huge contract maybe not terrible Oh, Bryce Harper's only going to make $11 million. But there are guys who are making fringe six-figure salaries that are now getting, you know, a third of that number, which, again, you and I aren't making that much money. But it's still the precedent of the idea that the owners can come up with this sort of thing because going out of this year, you're now creating a huge fracture within this entire negotiation process and whenever the next cba comes up which i think is in a couple years i need to find the actual date but who knows how that's going to go down of how the owners want to restructure everything and this was the opening they were looking for to, to preemptively force that conversation and try to force the players hands whether they want to impose more of a hard cap like basketball hockey football do a medium cap what's between hard and soft because right now they have the luxury tax but a harder luxury tax and so harder soft i I don't know medium cap i don't know um how they want to do that they now are trying to figure out their ways in this first opening salvo of this of this labor war and it's going to be it's going to be really really crazy to see how this all goes. And if you don't figure it out now and you push it off, 
I don't know. It's really worrisome to see it. And it's not like you and I aren't going to watch baseball whenever it does come back, whether it's in 2020, 2021, God forbid any later than that. But it's just, it's crazy that they couldn't figure out some way to even throw a bandaid on the conversation for 2020, realizing that we could have owned a month where even with soccer coming back, that we'd still have it and we'd have television rights every everywhere and and all this different stuff it's not like they could have tried to to squeeze money out of espn out of fox out of turner out of whomever before the nba got back and before the nhl gets back i know they don't have anything with with nbc but i don't know it's just crazy to think and they wanted to try to expand the playoffs which i get you want to get more teams in there so there are more games in the playoffs so because that's where the money really gets driven it's, from. It's because it's, it's it's they want Mike Trout, their superstar, who's... It's who not even just because of Mike Trout. It's because they have... their best player who never gets in the playoffs because he Greg, it's not even just because of your, your hatred of Mike Trout and, and getting the Angels into the playoffs. It's so that they could have more games and so they could have Taco Bell, have people steal more bases ever. You know, they could have that more opportunities for Taco Bell to swoop in with a steal the base to have... The idea of and you're not going to give out more trucks from Toyota, even though the All Star Game isn't happening. So where's that truck going? That's meant to be sarcastic. I know it didn't come off that way, um, but like you're going to get more sponsorship dollars coming in from there because people are going to realize, oh, more eyeballs are on this. While it's well, you know the and even with the NBA playoffs, if the NHL is not over at that point, you know if those things are all overlapping. And you're really trying to get an eye test of where eyeballs go when all four when all four options are thrown at you. You know the NFL, the the ML or Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NHL. Where those all go to, and you get a true litmus test. I don't know. You, I think they want to try to get as many sponsorship dollars into the playoffs as possible. It's not some sort of. I disagree with you there. Of it's some way to try to get Mike Trout in there because then you would have to say like. Oh, the NHL picked 12 teams specifically because the Blackhawks get in. And it's not like Chicago viewing more of the NHL playoffs is going to drive the NHL's revenue that much more. Um, So I I disagree with you on that point. But it's just wild where they're trying to squeeze dollars here and there. I mean, Chicago in the playoffs will generate more revenue for the NHL. But I get your point in your larger picture. I think the... The idea is simple that like the the MLB owners are tired of not having a salary cap. They started with this luxury tax and they're doing anything and everything they can to to make it so that they don't have to continue to have no salary cap and it's starting now and it's going to come to a head whenever their CBA comes out but very it's very real possibility, and from everything that that is being leaked to ESPN and, and all these sports uh, writers and Twitter guys, very much looks that the MLB is just not going to come to an agreement, and and nothing's going to get. They're just not going to play this this sure. year. Is just this year's just not going to happen. Like they're just going to eat the cost, and I mean, I think. To have that happen in a sport that's already seeing its numbers dwindled, and and for them to think that that's okay is is 
obviously no one thinks it's okay, but in my opinion, the players aren't wrong and, and, you know, the owners right or wrong, they don't, they're tired of not having a shower gap and right or wrong. They're all businessmen. So they should honor the contracts that are in front of them and, and eat the cost this year, knowing that in three years they can potentially make it up. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just wild. And even if you institute, uh, institute some sort of salary cap, you're going to have how many fucking arguments over what percentage to split it with. You see it with the NBA, the NHL, the NFL, whenever these things come up, they fight so much over, I mean, I was about to say even over 1%, but that's a lot of fucking money, but even over a tenth of a percent and all this sort of stuff of just trying to figure out where all of this goes. And I get it. It's a lot of money that they're trying to figure out, but they eventually do those other three sports Major League Soccer figured out a way because they were they found themselves in a CBA argument this year and they realized let's figure this shit out let's get ourselves back there and see if we can drive up our viewership because soccer has been the fifth sport and you can argue TV numbers and all this sort of stuff and even attendance in in Atlanta in Seattle and all, and all this of, of where soccer sits. But they figured it out, and they got it done, and baseball isn't doing that. And you're seeing Texas open a new stadium with whatever money the Rangers have had where they haven't made the playoffs in six years, and all this different stuff and different ways, and you can get into all this different stuff of how teams, programs, schools, if you want to go into the college level, of how te- of how everybody spends their money. And I, figure, and I feel like the party is starting to either end for them or they're going to figure out some way that isn't going to sit well with players and with fans and how they're going to go forward. And I love baseball, and I'm not going to stop watching it, but it's just not sitting well of how they couldn't figure this shit out. Yeah, and and it's frustrating because it seems like every sport, except for the Major League Baseball, including NASCAR, including MLS, including golf, including women's MLS or, or you know, Every single the WNBA, whatever, whatever, you know, every single everybody has figured this out or oh, figured yeah. something out, has, have come up with some sort of game plan. And I guess it's different because Major League Baseball, the season has started. They have to do a whole month of they have to do a whole month of spring training. Like they can't just start, quote unquote, start up again um, or else the games are going to be 100 to 100 and every pitcher is going to need Tommy John after a month. So realistically, at what point do you cut your losses? Call it a day, because let's say fifteen out of at a at a however many MLB teams, thirty MLB teams cannot play past October. Yep. Literally, climate wise, you're not playing games in Boston and New York in November. Yeah, so you, you can't unless you do the Scott right. Boris idea and go to fucking. Dallas and San Diego for the rest of right. the year, Arizona, whatever, or, yeah. or, you know, and, and again, you know, let's talk about a rainout, right? Let's talk about a rainout. Let's say there's a rainout in, in regular, like a normal time. They can make it up, make it up four months later. They can make it up at a later date. There's a rainout on a Tuesday. They have to play a doubleheader with a shortened season. They have to play a doubleheader Wednesday or Thursday. They have to make it up. So, right away because 
there's no there's no alternative. Like there's no extra date. There's no date down the road. So they're even more pressed for time. They're even more pressed to get something on the books. Like at at a certain point, let's say the players and and ownership doesn't agree. At some point, just have everyone go to spring training now. Work out the details while everyone's in spring training, and in in a month you have to like pull the plug and send everyone home. That's fine, but let's at least get them training now, so that by July, by August, we can start a fucking the second half. Let, let's yeah. say August. Let's say July. If you if you have everyone do spring training now, you're looking at mid July for starting date, which is basically All Star game, which is just over halfway. So yeah, let's call it there. Yeah, I don't know, and and for those that have thrown out like the the statistic that got thrown out is where the nationals were on you know and how they where they were when the midseason point hit and all this sort of stuff and we've seen this before and we've seen it not just in baseball but in other sports of split seasons either in half or in two-thirds or whatever and you're right we could have they could have figured this shit out and it's just so annoying i did want to point out though because you mentioned the women's professional soccer league or the National Women's Soccer League, excuse me. Their Challenge Cup, which is what they called it, is they actually beat the men to coming back. They start on June 27th on CBS. So the women beat the men to coming back. Yeah, and that shows that the ownership or or the commissioner has their shit together and, and weren't as... Uh, driven by the fans in a sport that probably is more fan base driven than than TV driven because I I personally don't think that they have the TV deal with ESPN like the MLS has. They don't. Or, They're normal TV deals on Lifetime, as I've pointed right. out. So so realistically, they're getting their dollars from people showing up in the stands, and they're a league that figured it out with no one showing up. So they're getting hurt by having no fans and and guess what like you said they figured it out so i don't know it, to me the mlb simple solution not simple solution but get everyone in spring training now and and worst case scenario they shut it down again until next season yes so just let's get every let's get everyone there now so that we don't have to wait a month after you set a plan you set a plan and then a month later we have to we have to turn around and 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 wait you know you set a plan today we we have to wait a month before game 1 or two, two months before game 1 like all these other like all these other leagues NHL they have people skating finally ML ML or um, NBA they they have a date set right MLS they have dates set women's they have the date set let's set a date or let's get people, let's get the players in a spring training format or something. Yes. All right. So enough negative, Greg, by the time everybody is listening to this golf will officially be back. The PGA is making its return with the Charles Schwab challenge at colonial country club in Fort worth, Texas this weekend. I, for one, am pumped, Mr. Piatelli. How about you? Yeah, I mean, as a fan of of golf, I mean, couldn't be more happy. Uh, 
I think it's I th- I think golf could have been back earlier if we're being honest, but I think they needed to put in Yeah, but I think on the other hand they needed to put in like protocols in terms of they're having everyone take charter flights between events and everyone bef- before they even enter the practice facility or, or the locker rooms has to be tested including caddies and they had to they had to figure out the small details um before they got to it but i mean realistically if a local muni can figure it out i mean why can't the pros but I guess caddy and players weren't quarantined together. So it, I guess it, it makes sense on that front. Um, you know, I just think that uh, I'm pumped. I'm amped. I'm amped is back. And I think it's good for all these tournaments because like this is a tournament normally that doesn't get a lot of um, big name guys. And I think there's five big game, big name guys who are not participating. So realistically there's everyone, but, five guys tiger and 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 adam scott and fleetwood and whomever else that's it those are the only guys who aren't in it right i mean there's a couple yeah, of, you, i'm sure there's others but my point is that the, it's good for these smaller turn not smaller terms these terms don't normally get the crowds of the top guys these top guys are going to be there and and show their you know test themselves versus this course yeah so you mentioned it it features a very large number, and I th- twenty-five sounds right, but I don't want to say that's the the official number of uh, guys in the top thirty who are playing. But it's a, it's a lot more than normal, and to put it into perspective, this tournament is normally held in May. So, like you mentioned, this is an event that's held between the U the. Masters and and normally the U.S. Open, but now the Masters and the PGA. Um, I think yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if it's Memorial, if it if it would be after, um, because the PGA got moved. I, I forget if it's if, where it is. But the point being is that it's not the the most star-studded field, and there are guys making their debuts at this tournament this weekend. Um, Guys who have played this course a million times, like Brooks Koepka has won here before. Jordan Spieth is, grew up in Dallas, presumably. He's, you know, poised to try to make some sort of run at this, even though, you know, where Jordan Spieth has been in the, you know, where Jordan Spieth has played in, in you know, in terms of the PGA Tour over the last couple of years since winning the, the British Open. But this is where he made his professional debut at this tournament. So, so that's another thing I want to point out is that everyone talks about that with Jordan Spieth, but, like... If you if you look at it, he's gotten better in the last year and a half, two years since where he was, whatever. When yeah, he that two, the 2018 season was not good for speed. Yeah, it's really, that's 20, really bad. But 2019, the beginning of this season, he was doing really well, and, and yeah, he hasn't won anything, but he very much so is is like playing good enough and, and playing well enough that he's in the top 20 again, right? Um, currently, why does this Wikipedia page have his current ranking? But, um, yeah, so 2019, he, I mean, he missed a tour championship last year, so there is that. Um, but, but that's, and he's felt, he fell out of the top 50, so he would, he didn't qualify for the match play or anything like that, or he wouldn't have if that had happened. Um, so 
you know, it's still kind of a weird, kind of weird run for him, but, you know, he is the son of a Lehigh grad, so I have full, I have full faith in him. Just based on my current results, 56. Yeah, he's outside of the top 50. I just said that. Money leaders. The world <laughs> world golf rankings. Yeah, that's different than the PGA ones. But anyway. Um, world golf ranking is widely accepted as the the ranking. This no, the, I know. But, this, I know isn't but, the, this isn't people know, in college the, football who say, oh, yeah, we're, we're number three in the coaches poll. But I know, but the PGA – but for the PGA, That's whatever. That's a Syracuse response. Oh, we're, no, we're oh third in the, we're third the, in PGA, the coaches' poll. But for the PGA, but for the oh, PGA. Oh, we only got a five well, seed, but we're 15th in the coaches' poll. Oh. In the PGA, they they don't go off world rankings. They go off their own rankings. So. Yeah, for the majors, they qualify so the, off so, of world so the, ranking, though. That's the ultimate decider. That's okay, the but last the final, exemption. But the, but the final tournament, you, you came up and you said the, he didn't even qualify for the PGA Championship. Yeah, that's not money list. That's the fucking FedEx Cup points. Right, which is not world ranking. Yeah, th- that's different, though. That's its own deal. But, okay, world but ranking, you can't, you, but you can can't come out. You can't come out. You can't, you can't, you cannot come out one second earlier and say Jordan Smith is not well because he didn't qualify for for the PGA Championship, and then use the world Not ranking. PGA Championship, the Tour Championship, the FedEx Cup right. Championship. Right. Last you can't, year, you can't come out, you can't come out and say you can't come out and say he. Oh, he's not qualifiable. And Only thirty people ranking, qualify for different. the Tour Championship. So Jordan exactly. Smith being fifty fifth. Exactly. exactly. Okay. Well, the fifty fifth, fiftieth in the world. We don't know about the PGA rankings. I'm for looking the, it up whatever, right FedEx now. Champions. Oh, buddy, he's one hundred and tenth in the FedEx Cup in two thousand twenty. Boom, roasted. Two thousand twenty. There was what four tournaments in twenty twenty. No, the wraparound Please. schedule. The the FedEx Cup last year ended in August because of the NFL. They were too scared of it. He played in eight events. He didn't do well. He had t- two top. Two top tens out of the year of his eight events on the PGA Tour. So he qualified for the Northern Trust. He got to go play at TPC Boston, but he would not get to go play in the BMW currently. Uh, regardless, the point is that I'm excited about is that the golf is back. It's exciting. It's awesome. What I'm most interested to see is. All these errant tee shots that people hit, all these shots that go, let's say, into the crowd, into the gallery, you t- you hear all the time, oh, that's been stomped down. Everyone talks about, oh, the gallery stomped down the side, the gallery stomped down the side. Guess what? There's no gallery. There's no one stomping down the it's side. It's really interesting you mention that because that's a thing. That fescue is going to be wild. Yeah. The other thing is – the stands that have been creeping closer and closer to greens, especially towards the end of rounds, they're not going to be set up. The fucking oh, yeah. backboards, the ground rule, or the, you know, the double off the wall that we, you know, you right. see most notably when the BMW was here at Aronimic a couple years ago, that happened. It happened to Zach Johnson. And yeah. That's, I mean, it's wild how that, right. how, how crazy that is. And that's not and a how, thing anymore. How many, this is going to be a really good test. You talk about ostriches because of COVID. This is the reverse. You almost need times, to get a fucking, an extra trophy for winning times, a COVID championship. Major or times, not. How many times have we seen Phil hit off of a, hit off of 
in in people's platforms and stands. Well, yeah, he and, hit off of them because he he just went all over the place. I'm but that's my about point the ball is that those, like you said, coming closer. But but uh, my point is that they're not going to be there. Speed. So his ball is just, just going to go in 2017 at the British his Open. Ball just, his ball is just going to go everywhere and anywhere. It's going to it's that's 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 my the thing that I'm most excited to see. This is, is like an actual amateur event. It's going to be wild. Yeah, and and that's the thing I'm most excited to see, and and you're welcome for bringing up the point and getting you so passionate about it. Um, Greg, you idea. you know how to my rile me up. The, my idea from the jump, but hey, um, uh, Greg, I just thanked you. <laughs> Say you're welcome. But again, like it's you know you watch all these. The Golf Channel has been doing a lot of reruns of old championships and blah blah blah, and you know right now they have the Wingfoot from '06, and we were talking about it in half the shots that I'm everyone's plus nine and plus four and plus five half the shots i'm watching right now everyone's hitting out of the gallery and it's stomped down galleries in between trees which is a great line and as as a as a i was keegan bradley at a round i'm sorry as an amateur golfer myself i find myself in the trees with grass up to my knees that hasn't been trampled down by sure it's trampled by trump trampled down by the golfer before me but it hasn't been trampled down by hundreds and hundreds of of uh of fans so i'm excited to see all these professional golf i mean it's going to be even more important to hit fairways what's going to be really interesting too is that is nor like with fans sometimes it's a lot easier to find a ball whether it's because grass has been trampled down or because they are for all intents and purposes they're amateur marshals not not that volunteers are getting paid but you know, they, they themselves are trying to find whomever's ball, whoever hit the ball, to be like, oh, I found I found Jordan Spieth's ball, I found Phil's ball, I found Tiger's ball. You don't have that. So, is that, are you going to see a lot more penalties taken? Are, are rounds going to be longer because you don't have as many eyes on it? That's going to be interesting about errant shots. Um, I think at the same the, time, at the same time, there's so much, so much more opportunities for cameras to stay on balls and follow balls longer because if I remember though, I think, I think this is a core Crenshaw course. Um, I'm trying to look it up now. Uh, colonial is, so it's more linksy is is the point of me bringing this up. Um, no, I'm thinking of a different place in Dallas. Never mind. Forget that. So, so so another, another thing that I want to talk about is all these big names are playing this tournament. Nice. Yes. The the majority of the majors are happening in the fall, correct? Correct. So almost to Tiger's point, uh, Tiger's not playing, I can only assume why, but you don't necessarily want to go out there and, and, you know, wear yourself out and peak at the wrong time, right? So it's almost like, not that these tournaments are less than, but very much so you want to be peaking at the right time in terms of the fall and and it works for someone like tiger who probably is sponsored exempt well he's probably sponsored exempt into every single major pause left in his life but well yeah no so him so you want to be be peaking at the right time so for like brooks and rory yeah you go out this week and maybe take next week off and then go out the fall you know realistically you you want to you want to ease yourself back into it with and be peaking by that fall stretch yeah i hear that in 2016 though just to give you an idea 
obviously the the FedEx Cup is is you know a number of different weekends in a row, um, four or five weekends. Rory won two of them, including the Tour Championship to win the FedEx Cup. Uh, the majors, though, and if you want to lump in the Olympics, which was the week after the PGA, um, the majors got ca- mainly the U- the British Open, the PGA, and the Olympics were all within four weeks of each other. Uh, British Open was one week. They took a week off, go to the RBC, and then they went right to the PGA Ball to straw, and then went right down to Brazil to go do everything. Remember, a lot of people skipped out because of the Zika virus. Man, if only it was like the Zika virus, the coronavirus, that is. Um, and it was an interesting interesting run. I mean, a lot of people thought that, that different players were going to do well and, and go on runs, and you still had three different champions. You had Hedrick Stenson, you had Jimmy Walker, and then Justin Rose won the gold medal. Um, so it's not necessarily that. I mean, you've seen DJ go on runs when... It wasn't wasn't even just major championship runs. Um, obviously, Jordan Spieth was very close to winning the Masters. He blew it, and then you know got kind of was kind of in the mix in the U.S. Open, if I remember. And then Dustin Johnson really ran away with it at Oakmont. So, but you hear it all the time when when the analysts are talking about predicting who's going to win. Blah, blah blah. It's all about who played well leading into the tournament and. I very much that. so, and very much so. I mean, Tiger talks about all the time. He goes, "I want to be peaking by Augusta, take a couple weeks off. I want to peak by, you know." He's he's essentially. I mean, Tiger is Tiger, but you know, you want to go out and almost like Brooks, you want to choose the made, you want to choose the tournaments that you want to be sure. playing well for, right? You want to choose the tournaments that you want to be performing your best at, and and to me that needs to be thought about for these players. Yeah, everyone's rushing to play right now because it's the first thing back. They want to be the people in the whatever, and that's fine. It makes sense for these first tournaments, and I get it. But I would say come August or come July, you know, you see less and less big names in these tournaments because they're gearing up for August, September, October, November, right? They're, and there's still rumors the Ryder Cup will be pushed back, but as of now, the Ryder Cup's still happening, so that's a whole other thing is, you know, you, people want to be performing well for that as well as the masters as individual versus team. Like what are people, what are players priorities going to be, right? Is Ricky Fowler going to care more about the Ryder cup or is he going to care more about winning the, the masters? He's guy hasn't won a major yet. I think he's, I mean, so this is a big thing, but he's also, he's also, he's, he's also on the outside looking in on the Ryder cup. He's not, he's no, he's no locked team. And he was the only reason why he made the President's Cup because he was someone Brooks or someone got hurt right before, so he was a late. Sure, ad. but that's also there's Ryder Cup points, right? So him playing more and doing well and like, right? That's, that's kind my of the point. Weird... That's my that's my point is that Ricky would play now. Ricky would play July. Well, Ricky August. always Ricky always plays now. Ricky plays like the most tournaments. This is me just shooting off the cuff. Ricky plays a ton of tournaments comparatively to to a. Not to continue to to be the anti Spieth guy, but Jordan Spieth almost didn't qualify for the Tour Championship because, or almost, he almost got screwed out of something because he wouldn't qualify for the Tour Championship, so he didn't play the minimum number of rounds. To, I don't think he was going to lose his tour card, but there was something like that. Spieth Spieth is more selective. Brooks Koepka is more selective. Ricky is on the opposite end of that spectrum. He plays a lot more. That's my point in in saying that. So I get what you're saying, that the majors are all stacked on one another, and that if you're doing well, 
and we talked about this a little bit right before we started recording of how the different uh, entities that run the tournaments they run it differently the usga likes to run it harder augusta nationals their own thing the british open isn't happening so we don't have to worry about that and then the pga just sets it up and lets it run and they're all in different areas of the country so it's but, it's, but it's going to be in the fall, so it's 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 a little different in that regard. But my point my point is this: like, yes, Tiger would be cool for him to be on a on a, on a Ryder Cup team, but he's been on so many Ryder Cup teams, he's chasing that eighteen majors number. So for him, he just wants to win Augusta and sure. and and have that's a Tiger's shot to win, though. and have a shot to win one of the. That's my point: is that what which players? That's my point that I've been trying to make. Which players are going to strategize in terms of? making the FedEx Cup or making the Ryder Cup versus actually winning a major. Like Brooks has talked all the time about how he, you know, not that he doesn't care about other tournaments, but his focus is majors. Is oh, yeah. Brooks going to is Brooks going to play well enough to in the summer in theory, let's say let's say he doesn't attend a lot of tournaments. Is he going to play well enough in the summer to really care about the Ryder Cup or is his focus going to be I'm going to win the three majors that are happening this year? That, that, that it, it, it's it, an it, interesting it varies, question. It varies player by player. It varies very, very much. But like for a guy like Ricky, like you said, he hasn't won a major. This and that is his focus. He's on the outside looking in for the Ryder Cup. What's his focus going to be? Is he you know, Matthew Wolf? Matthew Wolf is 21, 22 years old. Is he going to try and make a Ryder Cup team to get some experience in a, in a wonky year, or is he going to gear up and and actually go for a major at that this young age? You know, it's it's all to me. That's the larger to me, like Colin Morikawa, perfect guy, makes a cut every single tournament he's been in, blah blah blah. Great he's, value. He's for yeah, this he's a, he's potentially chance potential chance to make a Ryder Cup at twenty one, and then does he turn around and and or twenty two, twenty three, however old he is, does he turn around and go for the Ryder Cup, or does he make a cut at every major, try to peak at the right time in the fall to have a shot at a major in a wonky year, whatever. So it's weird is that the, the FedEx Cup is still scheduled to end on September 7th. Mm-hmm. Do you know when the majors are? Yeah, November. Like, the Masters is November. Like, the first or second week in November, right? Exactly. So that's also after the Ryder Cup. But anyway, my point being I think is, the U.S. Open is the week before the Ryder Cup, right? It's like one, one of them bleeds into the other one. So my point being... The only tr- the only major that's happening before the FedEx Cup is the PGA. So right. what's wild is the majors count so much towards the FedEx Cup. And you you brought this up inadvertently before of how the FedEx Cup works with the with the wraparound schedule. The there's going to be two US Open FedEx Cup points out there, two rounds of Masters tournament FedEx Cup points out there. The 2021 FedEx Cup is going to be wild, just to bring that up as a uh, thought for the future. Right. Yeah, and, and there's a very real possibility that, that the Ryder Cup doesn't happen this year. There's a lot of big-name guys, like Rory in particular, who have come out and said, just move it to 21. That's because of no fans, so that people that aren't aware of that are in the know. Yeah, and by October, November, who knows what will in terms of fans and all that but i do know that the u.s open greg i think i've said this to you privately but i know through the superintendent of my club who knows guys up at winged foot 
said that it, at best, Winged Foot's going to let 10,000 people, and that's if New York really makes serious strides towards their coronavirus numbers. So who knows with Wisconsin, because that's where the Ryder Cup is at Whistling Straits. Who knows what they're thinking, because their Supreme Court just opened it out of nowhere like two months or a month and a half ago. But who knows what they're thinking in terms of fans, what the Europeans want to do in terms of fans, which a lot of them have said, you mentioned Rory, but a lot of the guys that are, are mainstays on that team are like, if there are no fans, we're not going to do this thing. Just push it. And, you know, whatever. Um, so who knows? I The reason why I'm so invested, A, I love golf but and professional golf, but I have tickets to go to a round at the Ryder Cup. So I'm uh, very, very invested in seeing it. I saw an article from The Telegraph all the way back in March saying that it was likely to get canceled. So the fact that it's even a possibility that it might go to Wisconsin at this point uh, is uh, very uh, exciting, but at the same time, I'd love to see the full experience for me to go. So if you're going to push it so that can happen, push it is my thought. Yeah, and then you're kind of screwing the President's Cup. Or, that, that's the problem. That's the, that's you know, the real or as, problem. Or as Team USA, do you, I mean, I guess there's enough good U.S. golfers that you could send, like, Again, Ricky wasn't supposed to be on this team for the President's Cup this year. Like, that's still a huge name. You could send, I don't want to say a B team, but you could definitely send a lesser team well, to the President's Cup. Do, and This is probably a, a think tank for another time, but you could even do the Ryder Cup in September and the President's Cup in October and do not necessarily the same team because that almost sounds like a Challenge Cup type of thing, like, what the Soviet hockey team did for so many years and challenging NHL teams. Um, but you do like a 1A, 1B, you have the same six guys cross over and then you have six other guys on each team. So you have a pool of 18 dudes. But I don't know. I mean, like, there's different ways that, and we've said this from, from the jump of the coronavirus and the quarantine stoppages of, you're going to really see people get creative with it and, and not to rehash the NBA argument. That was my whole thing. That's where I, just where my mind had always been of creative ideas for a unique for a unique scenario, um, but I don't know that that's a possible idea and or even the the and again not to put professional golfers down but the B team that you referred to it as that that idea could even work too and whether or not it's a you know that's that's where we go at towards the the team international. That's you know that's what it is, and you want to just get back to the normal rotation, or you just shift everything like you did with nine eleven and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, and well, and well, I mean, we we're kind of alluding to it, but it's like there's so many good U. There's so many sorry, there's so many U.S. golfers on the on the tour, and then everyone talks about there's such a small difference between number one in the world and number five hundred or sorry one hundred in the world, like. The, the difference between them is so small that really trying to defend Spieth, huh? No, my no, my point <laughs> is that my point is that again, like yeah, a guy like Spieth or Ricky or even the young guys, Morikawa and and Wolf that we were just talking about, they wouldn't necessarily make the Ryder Cup team. But guess what? They're gonna make. Could you imagine the, that? They're gonna make. That's what I mean. Like they're gonna be on this Presidents Cup team. That's those are still good golfers. Those are. Still, I'd love to see. Those are still top. Is, those are still top sixty golfers. Whatever. This is, this is a complete are, pipe are, dream. But I'd love to see a Matthew Wolf versus like Victor Hovland matchup. That would be ideal. And but Matthew Wolf, I mean Hovland might make the European team because they like to bring the rookie. But 
I don't know that Hovland, or I don't know that Matthew Wolf makes Team USA just because. No, 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 no. I don't think he would either, unless he like wins a major. I mean, just, well, yeah, but I mean, he. But just think about how much again talent there is at the top. Yeah, I mean, Webb Simpson won the U.S. Open and he made the Ryder Cup team that year. So if you win a major, you're pretty much a lock to get onto the team. Yeah, but he was also on the Presidents Cup team and did great this year. You got Patrick Reed. You got all these that's guys. Not a, that's that not just... a guarantee if you're on the pre- if you're on a previous team to be on it. No, I know that, but my point is that my point is that there there are so many top guys on on team uh, for Americans that a guy like Wolf will, ha- like you said, have to win a major tournament or or oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Win more than once to make the team just by points because if he doesn't qualify for the team, if he's not in that top six or whatever have eight guys that qualify he, if he's not in that top eight he's got to get a captain's pick and, and if i'm a captain am i picking him over tiger woods or am i picking him over speed or or ricky or whomever you know i do find it funny be. like obviously tiger was the captain of the president's cup this past year and picked himself and he had that iconic moment where he points to the hole to get justin thomas to pull the ball out for him other than this past year tiger is not good at the Ryder cup so it's really crazy I get he had just won the tour championship and everything in 2018. Kind of nuts he and Phil got picked for that team. Not to harp back on us getting fucking smoked at, at Le Golf National in France, but the captain's pick for that were just out of this world. Well, he played well at the end of the season, which is why they picked him. Yeah. But then he, but then Tiger himself said... His run, at the, but he's like traditionally the Ryder Cup. He's not good. But he, yeah, no, you're not wrong. But Tiger himself in the European thing said he was like, yeah, and in, in, in France he was like, yeah, I was just exhausted. Like there, I was in no mm-hmm. condition to play. Um, Between that and if you looked at the the number of rounds that all the European players played at Le Golf National versus U.S. players, it was like twenty times the amount of the amount of rounds. The only one who had. And like the 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 lion's share of U.S. players that had played there was Justin Thomas, and that's because he he chose in the in the years leading up to the leading up to that Ryder Cup, he chose to try to qualify for the French Open because that's the the course that hosts it. Yeah, and and I wish more players would do that because and that's a big reason why Ricky plays in the Europe. I mean, Rory plays in the European Tour all the time, right? That and he's from northern ireland so he wants yeah, to it, he wants to win his own country's tournament and everything i mean he's he's gone on the record when he won the irish open he was like this is just as big of a deal to me as a major so he like yeah. he loves playing in europe like because it's interesting because we mentioned making winning a major technically winning a major counts not just for pga tour points or fedex cup points but it also counts towards the european tour it counts towards the asian tour it's it's like multi-hosted by a number of different tours so like you're right and it, the short answer is you're right of why why rory plays a lot of the race to race to dubai events in the european tour but it but there's also this level of guys who will do well in majors like jordan speed did this for a bit and then he played that uae span of the european tour to try to do well in the race to Dubai. Uh, it's part of why, like why Justin Rose plays pretty much all over the world. He plays in the U S a ton. He plays in Asia a ton. He plays in Europe a ton. A lot of those guys like to try to keep themselves in the mix for a number of these different season long tournaments. Right. And Bryson, Bryson's been doing that too. And, and that's, 
I mean, he's another guy. There's another guy that would be on that B team oh. or, or cussed A team. So you mentioned Bryson. Changing subjects a little bit, but staying on golf. Greg, two guys were announced to be the second and third pros in PGA Tour 2K21. Did you see who they were? So you have to give more backstory for those who don't. So, who made it this far and are still listening. So for those who made it this far... 2K Sports is, they, two years ago, helped to present the Golf Club 2019, which was the third golf club game, made by the, this company called HB Studios. Now, the newest game, the fourth game of the Golf Club series, has been renamed to PGA Tour 2K21, with Justin Thomas on the cover. There are going to be 11 other tour pros, and two of them were announced today. Greg, did you see who were the other guys announced? Meaning that those are the only tour guys allowed their likeness are allowed in the game. Yeah, so so the what the reason why 2K presented the Golf Club 2019 was this was the first one to actually feature the PGA Tour and by that they could only feature the PGA Tour logo, the FedEx Cup, and they had a deal with the TPC courses. So those were the only actual tournaments that were in it. So like the Waste Management Open, the Players, um, the Northern Trust at TPC Boston, um, the John Deere, which is at, at um, TPC Deer Run, like those type of things. So this new one, they've expanded their PGA Tour persona, let's put it that way. And yes... 12 guys have given their likeness to or permission for their likeness to be featured in this game. Like if you remember in the Tiger Woods games, not every PGA Tour pro was in there. They had to give permission for their likeness to be featured. That's why there was only a handful of them. It's why Augusta was in only oh so many games and why there was only like three or four women's pros in there too. Cause the women's pros also had to give their likeness. Um, so that being said, we alluded to it with one guy. Do you know who the other, who who both of these guys were though, Greg? No. One was Bryson. The other, I feel like you should have known because I put up it on my I put it up on my Instagram story. I thought I had a very funny joke about it. It was Matt Kuchar. Nice. What was your joke? I said, "The skins mode with Matt Kuchar not available." Nice. Well played. Very well played. And for the, for those who don't know that. Google, Kucher, Money, Caddy, and... Yeah, you'll find those three words. We'll, <laughs> we'll get it for you. All right, Greg, wrap things up. I got a bleacher creature for you. Let's hear it. So, last week, the Milwaukee Brewers announced that a 40-year-old man was arrested by local authorities after he broke into Miller Park and damaged a field. Care to guess what the intruder decided to do during his trespassing venture? What did the intruder decide to do? Uh, Slide down the slide in center field. No, it's even better. Ooh, do they have a hot tub? They do not have a hot tub. That's a good guess. Per the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, the man hijacked. I don't know how you hijack when there's nobody there, but he hijacked a tractor with the intent of carving his name in cursive, it, it points out, on the field. The failed efforts resulted in $40,000 in damages. Wow. 
Yeah, so uh, he, his name is Kayon Lambert. He, oh, Greg, he entered via an unlocked door. So whose fault is it really? I mean, I'm not going to lie, but you have to credit the people who just open every door they, or just test every door they can, for, you know, whether they think it's going to work or not. Just, just to see, you know. Just to but, see. We I all, mean, we all have a friend like that who just like, oh. Oh, there's a. We there's really a, do all have a friend like that. There's a there's major league. Oh, we want to sneak into a Bruins game, game seven. Oh, let's try this door. Let's try this door. Like, yeah, it's just always you. Every, yeah, exactly. Like you said, everyone, every like I said, every group's got one. Um. Yeah. So he. That's a great story, Jordy. And I wonder because realistically, they're not going to use that stadium this year based on how shitty the MLB uh, is doing and and how they're just not going to come back anytime soon. So. Is it really $40,000 worth of repairs? I guess so. I don't, I, you know, I guess he, um... But do you see what I'm saying? Like, is it really? Because... Why do they use the word commandeer? I, allegedly, the grounds crew recorded him doing it and gave him a show. The, the word commandeer is used with the police. I, yeah, I don't know. No, but you're right. I don't know if, um... I don't know if he, like actually like dug into like he thought he lowered the mower too low and actually like uprooted grass or what the fuck he ended up doing um who knows man you know money's a fickle thing you know jordy for those who stuck around that was a great story and i like that that was a good bleacher creature a good way to get us back into it cool story hansel i'm a, I'm a big fan uh Jordy, sad news. Mad Men is no longer on Netflix. Really? Took it off today, and they said that, or the not they, but the internet has said now that there has been a crazy bidding war. Who owns get, Mad Men? Uh, it was on well, AMC. Yeah. Who owns it? Uh, that's the point, is that it's been sold a couple times, and now it's another one of those uh, very much so... Uh, highly sought like after. Yes, thank you. Highly sought after thing of what 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 streaming service will get it. So, educate me on this. So, if you're a Hulu or a Netflix, if Netflix wanted to rebuy it, how do you make money on Mad Men? Like, if fifty thousand people watch Mad Men in a day, how much money do I make by being Hulu? So, for Hulu. Especially for Hulu, they don't have as many subscribers as a Netflix per se. Mm-hmm. Just hypothetically speaking, so if I've if Mad Men, my favorite show, I don't own the box set, I want to watch Mad Men in quarantine from start to finish. I have to buy a subscription to Hulu. They make their money that way. Just on it's subscriptions. Subscriptions and yes. And so in that regard, like. Is that why original programming is so important is because you want to draw people to say, oh, I want to watch the new Space Force show with Steve Carell, but it's only on Netflix. So I'm going to buy a Netflix subscription to watch Steve Carell do comedy again. Exactly. That's exactly it. It's it's very much that. And and like that, that Apple TV show that came out with Jennifer uh, Aniston yeah, yeah. and Reese Witherspoon, everyone went nuts for, and people had to get a subscription to Apple TV to see it for these two mm, star actresses. Um, 
and I don't, I don't think, yeah. I mean, they definitely don't do advertising because you don't see any ads. But I wonder if they make it off product placement within the show, right? So, mm, that's oh, a good one. Like Space Force, I haven't thought. seen it. I haven't seen it, but Space Force, for example. Oh, I love my Dunkin' Coffee, or you know, whatever it may be. Sure, 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 sure. Because that—that's a big thing. I just from watching Mad Men, <laughs> you learn, or watching any of these shows, you learn like, hey, so and so is smoking a lucky strike and, and they're the hero of the show. Oh yeah. Thank you for smoking talks about this. Right. Yes. That's the movie. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, for smoking. Yeah, yeah. Great movie. Uh, underrated. Very great movie with yeah. fucking, uh, underrated Rob Lowe performance. He, uh, really does a lot with the little screen time he has. Um, I was going to say it's brief, but yeah. Yeah. Very brief. Um, uh, uh, what's his face? Adam Brody does very well in that movie too, as uh, Rob Lowe's <laughs> assistant. The ultimate yes man. Anyway, yeah. Greg, we're we're rambling here. Anything else before we wrap this thing up? I think it might have been the shortest one yet. An hour and a half? Yeah, hour and a half. Good job on us. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, oh, buddy. Well, hopefully you're surviving this quarantine well. Hopefully the golf coming back, you know, livens your spirit. Um, did you see uh, uh, golf quickly? They're miking up. Rumor is they're miking up two players for the first round. So, the, so they've Ricky, talked about this for a while. Of, of trying to either... one of them. Who is? Ricky is one of them. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Ricky. Ricky seems like the guy. So they've talked about like interviewing guys on the course and whether or not that's a good idea. And they tried it for a little bit on European Tour. I think they were going to try it on the PGA Tour. And the fear is like guys like Bryson, who are already super slow anyway, are going to be like given fucking super insights onto their shots. Um, if the guys are down for it, like Brooks Kepo is like, I don't want to do this shit. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. And I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast. Um, but if you are all about it and you know how to play quickly, by all means do it. I feel like Ricky knows Ricky's a showman. He knows how to do it. He knows how to play quickly with it. Um, and I, I've, if it is Ricky, I love that thought. Like, I feel like Justin Thomas showed that he has some personality that he could do it, and if he plays quickly with it, that's the big thing, is that you need to have some sort of policing on this. Because if you have, like, if you have a guy be, like, doing the fill, explaining the shot to Tom Brady, or to, uh, yeah, it was to Tom, of this is how you're going to putt it and all this sort of stuff, like, that's great and everything, and that was great for the Tom Brady match, but you can't have him be like, oh, I see three inches of break to right to left. So I'm going to put it out here with this much pace. You need to have like, you need to figure out some way to curb it. It's not going to be perfect from the get. I get that, but I love the idea. Yeah. And, and um, like some people like Justin Thomas saying, but more to your point that he doesn't like with the, with the microphone or like the, you know, you had to have the battery pack on your pants. He doesn't like that. You know, it's clipped into your, pants because then it messes up your swing and and you have to learn how to swing with that extra i don't want to call it weight but that on your belt or whatever for sure so there is some i guess negatives into it and why people wouldn't want to do it yeah um also players i'm sure cuss and and things that that tv uh or you may not pick up on a broadcast, but if you're mic'd up, there's no hiding. So, 
Well, that's again, the fear, right, it... with basketball and hockey of how they're going to try to mask that sort of thing. Yeah, and yeah, being no no uh, yeah no, no noise. crowd noise. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Um, that's that's a very good point. But yeah, I mean, I think that that was the rumor today is that Ricky is one of those uh, one of those people. So I'm excited. Big weekend, Jordy. Um, big weekend for you, if I understand it. The future misses uh or are you the future mister has left you alone for the weekend so you she are is. she's uh she's finding her wedding dress so big, you are big deal man alone yeah and then uh saturday i have uh so she's finding her wedding dress saturday but, i have my own match of my of oh i have my own match me and my friend lucas who you know from the thunder cup versus maddie d and his brother-in-law, his wife's sister's husband, is that still a brother-in-law? Yes. Yeah, so we're playing them at Matt's course. It's going to be great. Maybe uh, get some Thunder stories out there. So follow us on, on the Instagram. Maybe get some interviews. Should be a good time. You know, you always say that you're going to – you tease us. You always say that you're going to do – hole by hole updates and interviews and, and all these things on course and then it never happens well th- so it's funny you say that when i go out and play and especially in quarantine because golf co- because golf carts are so few and far between because everybody's afraid of the covid um i put my phone away when i go to my own course golf mills as they like to talk about is traditionally a walking course so i stick my phone in my golf bag and I forget about it. I check it maybe once a nine. And it's usually right around the time I get to the halfway house, which for at Golf Mills is between seven and eight and 13 and 14, where the two hole, where the, where those holes all cross. Um, and it's usually I, you know, get a beer and I pull my phone out and see if I have any, the house is burning down type of, type of text. But that's really about it. But when I go other places, point being, when I'm in a golf cart, the phone is right there and I check it and I do, you know, I, I throw some stuff out. I mean, I reported that Jared robbed COVID home hole in one right away. So that's a, give me some credit there. But you're talking about interviews. I would love, love, you know what? We need Have... to, Matt, Matt and I need to once again, hammer out Matt also Instagramming. This has you need, been a, a long... Well, you need an intern. You need an intern. You need an intern. You need someone to go with you and just walk and interview you the whole oh, time. Oh, man. Could you imagine? I oh, think it's time. Awesome. The, Thund- the Thunder blog has been up for X amount of years now. It's time Almost you seven guys... years. It's time you guys took the next step and... We're finally out of our out of our associate membership blog you status. Know, you've expanded, you've expanded f- further than Philly by bringing on people uh, with different ideas like myself who... who like other teams besides your little bubble and uh you know it's time to expand even further what losing no a philly a (laughs) philly teams only philly teams only i thought you were trying to i felt you were trying to give us a put down so i completed the thought for you not at all not at all because the the eagles have won and and maddie d was at the game that's a good point he was at the super bowl so Uh. And he took one picture and put it on. <laughs> put it on no, he took a lot. No, that those are still on the uh, the Thunderblog Instagram. If you actually go and see Super Bowl Super Bowl Fifty Two, uh, gotcha. there's a, there's actually a lot of. Uh, granted, I had to save them, but 
Matt did take a lot of stories, which I was I was legitimately worried he was going to take zero at the game. I'd be like, well, why the fuck did <laughs> not why the fuck did you go? But why have access to our Instagram account if you're not going to record it online? I mean, were you really did, there? And I did the Instagram. world. I did the World Series, Red Sox. You did. No big you did. deal. But the point is that you've finally expanded beyond Philly. It's time to. Uh, uh, time to turn around and get yourself an intern who can uh, film you on the golf course. That'd be pretty incredible. So the, there's a little homework for me, but I will, Greg, for you, I will keep you updated. Everyone else, Thunderblog Sports on Instagram, go check it out. Follow it Saturday. It's around noon, I think officially 1230 is the tea time. But it's me and our friend Lucas versus Maddie D., if you guys are newer to the podcast, he co-founded the Thunderblog, is technically a co-host, even though he only really comes on for football. Not as much as Greg, my point being, trying to pump Greg's tires. Um, but me, it's uh, Matt and his brother-in-law versus me and Lucas. It's funny that you cut out, you cut out when the, when the, you, you cut it in out there when, when the, the compliment for me was coming up. So I, it seemed like some spotty mic work at a, at an whoa, opportune whoa, whoa, whoa. time. It's probably however, the internet. It's probably the internet because uh, you were cutting out however, a little bit too. I think that's the sign we should cut this thing off. However, uh, you know what, Jordy? I'm going to root for Maddie D's uh, brother-in-law. You met uh, Ben before. I'm going to root for him. I'm going to root for you. I'm root for Lucas. <laughs> not Matt. <laughs> I didn't say. I didn't say not Matt. I just listened to people who I'm rooting for. <laughs> I'm rooting for Lucas. Oh, I love you, buddy. I'm rooting for Matty D's brother-in-law, and I'm rooting for you. <laughs> oh. that's, who, that's who I'm rooting for on Saturday. You've met Ben. You've played golf with him before. Right. So for those three people that I'm rooting for, I hope those three do well. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good to know. All right, Craig, this was a ton of fun. We're definitely doing this again. Hopefully we know more about the NHL soon. Get a date. Um, but yeah, man, I miss you. Hopefully you're staying safe and have a good weekend. Jordy, go bees, go seas. Go flyers. And uh, also we would be remiss if we didn't touch on on uh, Tory Hunter basically saying the entire city of Boston is racist, but that's for a different pod for a different time. Yes, it is. Love you, buddy. Love you. Bye. Go flyers. Cat a hat. <laughs>